1: They want me to come with you. possible to travel through time and space using only your mind. To leap ahead 10, 20, even hundreds of years into the future or the past. What if we possess a sixth sense, an innate ability that enables us to go anywhere in time or space? And what if this sixth sense lay dormant, waiting to be awakened? This program is about training your mind to unleash this untapped ability, to go anywhere in the universe to retrieve accurate information about any person, place, or thing, from the past to the present, and into the future.
0: Hello and welcome to the Shaman's Brew. I am Mark Leader, your host and guide on this journey through the veiled, shrouded corridors of our mysterious and magnificent magical universe. What you just heard was an introduction to this show by one of the leading authorities in the world on remote viewing, Dane Spotts of Sightech Incorporated. You will be hearing more from him a little bit later in the show. In this show, I would like to talk to you about the amazing and yet little understood science of remote viewing. To the mystic or magical person, it is called clairvoyance or astral projection. To the shaman, it is known as journeying and vision questing. And to our government, it was known as the top-secret espionage protocol called Project Stargate. In reality, all these terms are correct, and yet all fall short in defining the true nature of this phenomenon. So I would like to start off by taking you down a new path in describing this controversial human ability that has evolved into a science. According to the original team members involved in Project Stargate, remote viewing is defined as a structured method of altering your consciousness and absorbing information by transcending space and time without the meditation of the five senses. The remote viewer closes their eyes and enters a meditative state, then proceeds to describe or draw pictures of objects, people, events and locations anywhere in the universe piercing the veil of time itself by peering into the future and past as well as the present. This ability seems not to be affected by distance or material. Now let's stop for a moment and hear that definition one more time. A structured method of altering your consciousness by absorbing information by transcending space and time without the meditation of the five senses. The remote viewer closes their eyes and enters a meditative state, then proceeds to describe or draw pictures of objects, people, events, and locations anywhere in the universe, piercing the veil of time itself by peering into the future and past as well as the present. Sound familiar? Yes, indeed, it is the very same definition that one would attach to a seer's or psychic's ability called scrying. What, then, is the difference between scrying and remote viewing? When a person scries for information, they are relying primarily on their own natural abilities and psychic senses which means that you have to have a a certain degree of psychic development in order to zero in on your desired target. Remote viewing is a skill that can be used by anyone, for we are all born with the inherent psychic ability that lies dormant in most people. The remote viewing process is a time-tested set of structured techniques that have been developed and tested by our government and universities. Which give repeatable, accurate results. This means that virtually anyone can learn this acquired skill without having to be born with it in inherited psychic abilities. Of course, if you already have strong psychic tendencies, then your ability to remote view will be greatly enhanced. So, how does this skill actually work? Well, imagine that your unconscious mind as being part of a much greater whole compromised of all the other unconscious minds in the universe. Not only is your unconscious mind connected to everyone else's, but it is also connected to every atom in the entire universe through what is called the matrix. Carl Jung, the great psychologist, referred to this matrix as the collective unconscious, Jung described a system where each individual possesses an individual unconscious mind which is part of a greater collective unconscious, a mind cell connected to the collective computer, so to speak. He believed that the collective unconscious is like a huge library or databank of consciousness containing all the thoughts, events, and knowledge that were ever created or ever will be created many of us know this matrix or field as the akashic records and remote viewers simply call it the matrix remote viewing is a powerful set of mind techniques that helps you to communicate with this collective unconscious and download information directly into your own conscious mind this is done by learning to filter and focus your attention so that you are not distracted by your imagination or internal chatter of your mind. This, in turn, allows the information to pass directly through your own mind and to the paper you are writing on during a remote viewing session. Now, many of you might have practiced various forms of meditation and during these states have received profound information or spiritual inspirations. This is just a taste of what is possible with remote viewing. However, it must be practiced over and over, for it is not easy, as you think, to calm your mind and turn off your imagination. To give you an example, I'm going to give you about 20 seconds of absolute silence, dead air, as it is known in the radio business. During that time, providing you are not driving, bicycling, or running, I want you to close your eyes and make your mind blank, not allowing even a single thought to enter your mind. No talking to yourself or even wondering if you can do it. You must have absolute nothingness. I will do a countdown from three to zero, marking the time of silence. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, zero. Turn off your mental chatter now. And stop. Okay, how many of you can honestly say that not a thought or word traversed through your cerebral cortex? Let me put it this way, if you accomplish that feat then I want you on my remote viewing team. It is very hard to achieve that state of nothingness but with the tools used and techniques taught in remote viewing courses anyone can learn to reach that state. And connect to the universal unconscious with just a little sincere effort. An interesting thing to note here is that this type of remote viewing is not at all new. Toltec shamans discovered and cultivated a very similar procedure that allowed it to occur, but it was um, a bit harder to learn than the remote viewing techniques. The adept shaman could actually outdo most remote viewers But it took them many years to learn this procedure. Many of you who know me know that I spent eight years of one-on-one training with a Toltec shaman. And many of the techniques he taught me were designed to achieve this same state of mind of absolute silence. It is uh, conducive to tapping into the unconscious The big difference between the Toltec methods and the remote viewing method used by the government for the last several decades is that the shaman actually sees the information or events as though he were witnessing it firsthand, where the remote viewer uses a trickle-down system that accumulates data as the puzzle unfolds. So then, why should you or anyone learn these techniques? What are the benefits of remote viewing and how can it improve your life? You can use the acquired skill to probe into the future events or to look into the past and uncover ancient mysteries. By looking toward the future, you can predict market trends in the stock market, possible results of sporting events, aid in deciding what choices you should make on important life decisions. You can learn things about other people in your life or about to be in your life. It can lead you to finding a perfect mate, or aid in locating lost items, people, or pets. You can know where your children are at any given moment. Avoid accidents or serious injuries. Help in healing and medical diagnostics. Many have used this skill to locate lost treasures, coins, or artifacts. Police use the skills of remote viewers today to help in solving crimes and locating suspects. Our military has discontinued, that was with quotation marks, by the way, their remote viewing programs after spending $20 million on them. But if it were not, quotation marks, discontinued quotation marks, I am sure they would be using it in matters of home security and other intelligence missions as directed by the CIA. Even scientists, some of which were involved in the project Stargate, use this talent to explore the mysteries of the universe. There has been many reports of people using remote viewing to sway the odds of the casinos and state lotteries into their favor, but those people being smart remote viewers, that they are, do not boast about their newfound financial successes. It can even help you connect to your higher self and help you find your true spiritual path. Speaking to spiritual teachers becomes a routine event with remote viewing, as well as speaking to those who have passed on before us. You will enter a world without secrets, where any questions you have will be known. In short, you are only limited by the boundaries of your imagination all you need to do is to learn the techniques and give forth a true and honest effort, and you too will be able to open the gates of your mind and explore the unknowable. There is yet another benefit from learning this amazing talent. Once you connect to the collective unconscious of the matrix, you suddenly realize that with absolute certainty, that you are more than your physical body. You may believe right now that you are more than your physical body, but until you experience it and take home the knowing, you cannot comprehend what it means. Experiencing such events can be life-changing if you feel it is time to change or reorganize your life or to simply find meaning in being then I highly recommend that you learn remote viewing techniques. Or you could find yourself a Toltec shaman to pull back the veils and push you through into a new world. I think it might be easier to uh, learn remote viewing. As I stated earlier, one of the top authorities in the world today on the subject of remote viewing is a gentleman named Dane Spots. Dane is the CEO of a company that specializes in teaching and exploring remote viewing called SciTech Incorporated. We are privileged today to have Dane on the show answering some of the more common questions about remote viewing and SciTech. Hello, Dane, and welcome to The Shaman's Brew. Uh, Tell us, what will a person learn from SciTech's training
1: videos? What the TRV tapes teach you is technical remote viewing, which is an attention management skill. Uh, What we do is train you in a specific set of protocols, which actually awaken and strengthen your innate psychic ability, or your psi muscle, as it's called. Once it's learned, this skill actually enables you to tap into the universal source of information, which we refer to as the collective unconscious or the matrix. Using TRV structure, you'll learn how to cue a target and how to consistently download accurate information about any person, place, thing, or event, anywhere in time or space. Once this skill is installed into your autonomic system through repetition, the more effortless the TRV process becomes. Where does this information come from? Where does the information come from? Well, some of the terms we use are the collective unconscious or the universal mind. These are terms that were originally coined by renowned psychiatrist, Dr. Carl Jung, and they were used to describe the idea that there's a collective consciousness that exists outside of space or time. This collective unconscious or matrix, as we like to call it, is like a gigantic library of information that contains every idea, every thought, every event that's ever happened, is currently happening, or that's destined to happen. This information is both static and dynamic, and it's stored like blueprints which are equivalent to like a reference book that's stored in a library so technical remote viewing actually allows your individual mind to connect with this universal mind and it teaches you how to recognize and to separate out your personal imagination from what we call target matrix delivered data
0: does a trv require practice on a regular basis Dane?
1: You should practice technical remote viewing uh, on a consistent basis. TRV is a skill, and like any skill, the more you do it, the better you get at it. There's nothing mysterious or that's mystical about this. It's really like learning a language or like learning martial arts. We have a saying at SciTech, which is the best remote viewers are the ones who remote view the most. Is technical remote viewing like meditation, Dane? Well, remote viewing is not a meditative process. It is a state of high attention, and it's structured and it's disciplined. So you need to be alert and and awake. You don't have to meditate because the protocols actually provide the necessary structure for your mind to be able to download the information. If you were to compare it to, let's say, a computer, the TRV protocols are the software, and your body is the hardware, and you're downloading information from the Internet. That's a kind of an effective metaphor for what's actually happening when you remote view. Dane, is technical remote viewing like an out-of-body experience? When you're remote viewing, it's not like an out-of-body experience. You don't actually go somewhere to see information or see a place. You're literally downloading the information. When you're in TRV structure, your personal experience is minimized and separated out so that it doesn't influence or tarnish the process of acquiring the target-related data. The TRV structure naturally draws you into a state of high attention where something occurs that we call bilocation, meaning that half of your conscious attention is at the target matrix site gathering the information while the other half of your conscious attention is in your body that's intending to staying in the TRV structure. Inspiration and feelings of reward and satisfaction are usually experienced about 10 to 15 minutes after someone's completed a successful TRV session. Why has it taken
0: so long for the general public to learn about technical remote viewing?
1: The reason why this hasn't become public knowledge sooner uh, is because uh, military intelligence is a highly complex and it's a purposely compartmentalized uh, system. The remote viewing unit was classified top secret for many years. There were only a few high-ranking officers who even knew about its, its existence and who were supportive of it. And because it was such a highly held secret for so long, uh, there were a lot of uh, potential misrepresentations about it. Uh, And thanks to SciTech, the technology was ushered out of the confines of secrecy and is now available to the public. What are the benefits of technical remote viewing, uh, Dane? Well, remote viewing can help you in a number of ways. Uh, Because this is a data collection tool, it allows you to download direct knowledge about any person, place, thing, or event in the future as well as the past or the present. So the ways that you can apply this skill are really limitless. Law enforcement uses it to catch criminals and to find missing persons. Business people use it to uncover the next big market trend. Inventors fill in missing technology gaps. Medical people use it to find cures or to diagnose illness. Treasure hunters have used it to locate lost fortunes and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Probably one of the primary uses for an individual is to help them map out their optimum future. It's even been used to find a person's ideal mate. Can TRV help a person learn about their own future? Yes, you can find out about your own future. We train you how to remote view what we call optimum trajectories, which is your optimum path in life, the one that you'll be the most fulfilled and the happiest with. Many times people recognize it as already existing in a recurring dreams or in fleeting thoughts. However, by actually TRVing it, our optimum future, it seems as though we reinforce the probability factor and make it more easily obtainable. Optimum trajectories are also used for shorter periods of time, like it's used for uh, your optimum trajectory for a week or let's say a month to help guide you in making optimal choices and decisions in your everyday life. It's an excellent way to not only show you the possibilities of your future but for some reason we don't know about it seems to kick start them into motion it's a very powerful use of this technology on a personal level because once you're able to kind of peek over the horizon and see the clouds or see through the clouds your optimal future is much more accessible
0: that's fascinating dane um, is a person's future fixed or can it be changed
1: What it appears from having done this for a number of years is that most human beings have three or four life paths that are available to them. Uh, So many people have been remote viewed over the years. Uh, One of the most remarkable things that was discovered is that each person is extremely unique. Some people have what seems to be a destiny, while other people seem to have more options that are available to them. So it's an individual thing, and each person's uh, future path varies substantially.
0: Dane, can a person make money with technical remote viewing?
1: Yes, you can use remote viewing to make money. We've actually trained geologists to find oil and gold. We've trained gamblers to be able to predict outcomes and that just barely scratches the surface. Remember with this skill you can know anything. So a more refined use would be to use it in business, uh, to uh, discover a missing technology or uncover a new market or a new trend. The best use of this technology is actually really to discover your own optimum path and then pursue it making money and finding happiness at the same time. Does technical remote viewing have limitations? There's not too many limitations to this technology. There is a problem with reading names and numbers. You really can't pin down events to specific dates either. However, we can look at things based upon events and then lock in a time period Uh, around specific events and things that surround it. Also, remote viewing meaningless or mundane objects is extremely difficult because it lacks any significant representation in the matrix. So it's literally like looking for a needle in a haystack. The easier targets, believe it or not, are these big events which have been set into motion over time, like a geological event or a political and sociological change in our society. Collective religious or or spiritual events seem to be the more easier ones to remote view. Dane, what is the best way to make TRV work? The best way to, to make this thing work is just simply doing it. You put your pen on the paper, you follow the instructions, and it actually happens in spite of yourself, so long as you stay in the proper structure. You don't even have to believe that it works. This is a skill, just like going to the gym and exercising. Even if you hate to exercise, you do it anyway, you don't have to believe in it, you still are going to strengthen your muscles and eventually the physical exertion becomes easier and easier and you gain strength. So when it comes to technical remote viewing, uh, you just do it. And by doing it, your life becomes richly enhanced and improved.
0: Thank you, Dane. That's very interesting information. If this sounds like something you would like to do, and if you would be interested in learning more I will be placing a special page on my website exclusively for remote viewing. It will have more detailed information on remote viewing as well as links to uh, sites like Dane Spot's website called SciTech. I will be placing this information on my website, www.sacredsoils.com, so be sure to check out this fascinating subject. Thank you for listening. Until next time... Remember this, if you walk your path with all the courage, boldness, and impeccability of a warrior going into battle, you will find all that your heart desires. Thank you for listening. Welcome to this special edition of The Shaman's Brew. I'm Marcus Leader, your host and guide on this journey of discovery into the world beyond the veil of our reality, a world pulsating with magical forces and humming with energies yet to be discovered by modern science. This is the realm of the mystic, the magician, the witch, the shaman, or anyone who finds their thirst for knowledge and truth unquenchable. In this special edition of The Shaman's Brew, I am going to release information from an ancient body of Toltec shamanic knowledge that has been kept secret for nearly five hundred years, taught only by word of mouth teacher to student, until now. These teachings were revealed to me over a period of eight years through my mentor and friend Dr. Carlos Castaneda, and are referred to simply as the Core Teachings. The reason I have decided to reveal many of the core teachings at this time is a result of what the shamans call visions. These visions usually find their roots deeply embedded within the shamanic spirit, a kind of divine guiding force found in most belief systems. It is this spirit that has guided me to the realization that the time for hidden knowledge has passed as we move into an age of alchemical change involving all of humanity. I will be releasing these core teachings, of which there are many, through my shows, my websites, and books, so that everyone has access to this ancient secret body of knowledge in hopes of illuminating the paths of discovery for those who seek enlightenment of who and what we truly are with respect to the multiverse around us. I would now like to offer my listeners the first of these randomly selected core teachings by inviting you on a journey through the multiverse as we explore the fascinating world of the psychic or medium as seen through the eyes of a Toltec shaman. So sit back, relax, as I pull back the veil once again and take you on a shamanic journey of discovery. Psychics, mediums, intuitives, sensitives, and channelers are all titles given to a very special type of person who was born with or acquired the ability to perceive and interact with subtle energies from dimensional realities other than our own physical universe. These individuals seem to have the ability to extend their own physical senses beyond our measurable physical universe and into other vibrational rings or planes. The most common sensation experienced by these sensitive individuals is that of sight and sound. Often a psychic or medium will perceive these subtle energy vibrations with their corresponding sense organs such as eyes and ears. However, this sensation is in most cases an illusion caused from the energy body of the psychic. The actual perception of these energies comes through a series of energy ports within our own bodies, often referred to as chakras. Each sense seems to have its corresponding chakra associated with a particular sense organ in the physical body. Therefore, when energy is perceived through a chakra associated with sight, the data is sent. To the organ of sight, that being the eye, which in turn stimulates the neuroreceptors, causing the illusion of sight. The same principle applies to each of the other senses as well. When a psychic sees an image, it is often referred to by parapsychologists as clairvoyance, and in the case of sound, it is called clairaudience. Beyond the five senses, there exists another form of psychic sense experienced by many psychics and mediums as well as many ordinary people called intuition. In fact, many psychics refer to themselves as intuitives for this reason. Intuition is best described as a knowing, an instant access of a feeling or emotion or an event, a place person or thing without the meditation of the five senses. It is like an idea that you just know and feel with your body. Toltec shamans of my lineage believe this awareness to be perceived through several different chakras, but predominantly by the chakra just above your navel. This is also the chakra that shamans use to send out their energies of intent to merge and manipulate with others and other energy systems. It is known as clara and is a powerful tool once cultivated and mastered by the psychic. So how is a psychic or medium different from an ordinary person? And how exactly do they perceive these energies and communications from other energy systems? Well, before I get into the Toltec uh, core teachings regarding the mechanics of mediumship, let's first examine some of the great psychic mediums of the past as well as the present. There have been psychic mediums and seers throughout all of history. In ancient times, psychics were known as seers and were often used by kings and heads of state as counsel to important matters involving the fate of entire kingdoms. Some of the more prominent figures were the Oracle of Delphi, Sir Edward Kelly, and Nostradamus. In more recent history, we find Madame Bovlatsky who not only had extraordinary psychic abilities but also founded the Theosophical Society. Eileen Garrett, Edgar Cayce, the infamous Sleeping Prophet, Jean Dixon, psychic to the Reagan administration, Arthur Ford, and one of my personal favorites and most documented medium in history, Gladys Osborne Leonard, who stood up to every test she was ever subjected to. One interesting thing to note with respect to my paranormal research in transdimensional communication is that phonograph recordings of Mrs. Leonard revealed subtle whispers from other entities underlying her spoken words. This is something that today we call EVPs or electronic voice phenomenon. This brings us to the present day in which we find many great psychics and mediums. In fact, there are so many to mention on this show that uh, we can't possibly cover them all. Some of the more famous ones are John Edward and Sylvia Brown, both having made it to the top through their extraordinary abilities. However, there are many very talented individuals who may not be as well known in the media's eye, but possess extraordinary abilities also. Now on to the core teachings. Restating my original question, how is a psychic different from an ordinary person, and exactly how are they able to perceive other energy systems? It is called the assemblage point, and exists in all conscious entities. In humans, it is found within the energy field that surrounds our physical bodies about two inches above the skin and in the area of the shoulder blades. It is responsible for aligning our own awareness with the emanations of the universe around us. This is a core teaching of the Toltec Shaman and far too complicated to expand upon in a spiritual or scientific analysis in this short segment. So I will simply state that we see the world around us the way we see it, because of how our assemblage points position themselves and take in the vibrating emanations around us. For example, if we look at an apple, we see a familiar shape and color of what our assemblage points have been trained to see by virtue of what our parents described in the world in our early years of life. If your assemblage point were shifted just a minute degree in the right direction, then you would see an apple as a field of energy superimposed on the physical structure of the apple. If on the other hand the assemblage point experienced a greater shift then you might find yourself observing an entirely different and unfamiliar world. Our assemblage points basically hold our perception in familiar, recognizable states as we live our lives in this world. The perception of the world is continually reinforced by our belief systems and the constant chatter in our internal dialogue inside of our own minds. One of the primary goals of a Toltec Shaman is to find silence within, quieting the internal dialogue, at which time the assemblage point becomes less rigid and can be manipulated with a greater degree of accuracy, thereby allowing the shaman to access other worlds and other knowledge. It is possible for the assemblage point to move on its own, and often does when we are sick or running a fever. Drugs or alcohol can also cause a mild shift, giving us both visions and nightmares. Fear and profound states of stress have also been known to play havoc with the assemblage point. In fact, many of our mental hospitals are full of people who, for whatever reason, had their assemblage point shifted too far and too fast, leaving them in other worlds that only they can perceive. Fortunately for most people, the assemblage point is rock steady and keeps us locked into our reality. But for the shaman. This presents yet another obstacle to overcome. And over the centuries, shaman and persons of knowledge have created a variety of methods for shifting the assemblage point. If we hold this basic explanation of the assemblage point in mind while we examine the abilities of psychic mediums, we find a very distinct difference between a person born with a gift as compared to an ordinary individual. We begin to see this difference. This difference is found in their assemblage points. As I stated previously, in most people, the assemblage point is rigid and does not shift without an applied force. But in the case of the psychic mediums, we find that their assemblage points are more fluid and often vibrate or even stray from the home position belonging to humanity. Sometimes an individual with this fluidity of the assemblage point can cause this vibration or shift at will, granting them access to other energy systems and dimensional realities, allowing for communication with entities reciting in other dimensional realities. Other times, the psychic may find this happening spontaneously. The more control a psychic individual has over the manipulation of their own assemblage points, the more intense and far-reaching will be their abilities often ordinary people with little or no psychic abilities will have visions or intuitions and and this is directly related to the fluctuations of their assemblage points usually caused by emotional conditions it is possible to learn to manipulate your own assemblage points but this will not necessarily mean you will become a psychic for a person born with psychic abilities can be compared to a person born as a mathematical prodigy. You could learn mathematics as an ordinary individual, but that will not make you a prodigy, and it is the same for psychics and mediumship. In this same light, if a natural born psychic were to learn to employ techniques to manipulate the assemblage point, it would greatly increase their intuitive and mediumship abilities above and beyond their own gifted abilities. The techniques to shift and manipulate the assemblage point are taught from the Toltec core teachings and are far too involved to reveal here. But for anyone interested, you can contact me through MySpace or any of my websites, and I would be happy to help you discover and learn this powerful technique. Thank you for listening to this special edition of the Shaman's Brew. May you all find a path with heart on your own journey of discovery. The remains of the wild boar are going cold on the table, and the clan are resting around the fire. The ale is flowing freely, and then Uncle Ned calls for a tale. But where's the bard? Drunk and unconscious under the table. That's when you need the Celtic Myth Pulcher, bringing tales and stories of the ancient Celts to your fireside. A fresh tale from the best loved legends, twice a month, and available from chaoticmythpodshow.com. And the bard can hear it later. This is Marcus Leder, and you've been listening to The Shaman's Brew on Jackalope 105 FM on the Jackalope Radio Network.